Welcome to Foundational Thoughts, the podcast of the Missouri Baptist Foundation. My name is Neil, your host, and today I'm joined by John Hessel. John, thanks for joining me today. You're my privilege. Now, John, you've got a very interesting background and history because you are both a pastor and also involved in helping other churches. So tell me a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been pastoring for almost 50 years. You don't look 50, so uh, I can't believe you said 50 years. That's amazing. Appreciate the compliment. in 1982, I was pastoring a church in southern Illinois that had been trying for 20 years to build a family life center. Wow. A uh, small community, uh, but a large church, and the need was definitely there. Three times in 20 years they had tried, and three times they failed. And each time, the obstacle they couldn't get over was how will we pay for it. Wow. And I learned about uh, a program that was offered through our Southern Baptist Convention uh, called Together We Build. Together it We Build, yes. It was a capital stewardship. And uh, we did one, raised the money we needed, built the building. And uh, uh, out of that experience, and I became acquainted with the consultant who led our church in the campaign, he recruited me and then trained me to take his place because he was getting ready to retire. So in 1985, I began an almost 11-year ministry with what was then called the Stewardship Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. And my area of expertise was capital stewardship. And they moved me to St. Louis uh, since I'm an area native. I grew up over in Alton. Okay. And uh, I was uh, well acquainted with folks in this area and with pastors. So they put me here. And for 11 years, I worked with churches primarily in Missouri and Illinois, assisting them to raise funds for either new construction, renovation, or debt retirement. And in every case, uh, the campaigns that I led was providing them funds to do things to make their buildings a better tool for ministry or to eliminate the burden of debt that kept them from doing things that they needed to do through their budget. Wow, because it really does take dollars to do ministry. I know we sometimes want to separate the business part of church, but it really does take dollars. It does, and the planning that a church needs to go through for just general financial management uh, one of the questions that's always there is how will we pay for it? Mm-hmm. And that's true about anything. I right. mean, from staff salaries to programs to whatever it is. But buildings are a tool. And um, as I was sharing just a few moments ago in a conversation with Nick Davis, um, you know, churches shape their building. Okay. And then for the next 40 years, the building shapes the church. Wow. And I've run across folks literally all over the state that have had a desire and even a vision for ministry that they could not do because their facilities would not support that. And so uh, I'm always excited to sit down with a committee or a pastor and help them see how there is a very biblical, very spiritual tool that can help them provide the funds they need to fulfill a vision for ministry. Because it's really and, not about squeezing money out of people and trying to get them to oh, give more and, and make guilt them into doing that. It really is a piece of discipleship is to give some funds to what God's calling us to do as people. Absolutely. And the thing that I've discovered through the years is that as folks give to the budget of the church, they don't give all they can give. They give all they will give because they okay, have a... Say pers- that again. That's okay. really good. I don't want to miss that. that no, that's so fine. They don't give all they can give. They give all they will give because they have a, a perception of the church's need. And as long as they perceive that the need is being met, then they give accordingly. 
When you do a capital campaign, you're inviting the folks who have resources and the means to give beyond what they're already giving. Uh, you cast a vision before them of what can be accomplished. There are two things, Neil, that I think many times pastors overlook in, in considering a capital campaign. And one of those is that the money that is given in a capital campaign in a church is not taken out of tithes and offerings. Okay. I've rarely, if ever, seen a church do a capital campaign and their budget giving decline as a result. See, I think a lot of people would think that would be just the opposite, that, that if they're getting well, money for that, that they're going to lose money for the budget. Right. But you're saying that's not what you've seen no, all the years. No. Uh, the the lo- math- mathematical logic is that they would divide their tithe between right. the budget and the building program. That's not the case. For one thing... Uh, when we do a capital campaign, we build upon the same spiritual principles that you would use if you were teaching a new Christian about tithing. And one of the things we make very clear is don't put your tithe on the front steps of the new, budget, uh, new building. Uh, that goes for ministry in your church. Whatever you give is over and above your tithes and other offerings that you may be giving. And so folks will give new money. And again, this is something that pastors often do not realize that the money that's given in a capital campaign is new money that is not being given at the present time and in many cases would probably not be given without a focused, channeled challenge to people's hearts, giving for a specific goal. Um, People will give money out of resources that they will not give to the budget for but they will draw upon those resources to give a special offering for a building. And I've seen that over and over and over again in so many churches. Wow. And today you're pastoring. You continue to pastor. And you've I been do. pastoring a church that's really had a, a, almost a, we could have you come back again and talk about a church revitalization in many ways. And then you're serving in Missouri Baptist Life on the executive board of, of the Missouri S. Convention and then also on the board of Missouri Baptist University. So you're quite the busy guy. If someone has heard today what we've talked about and, are, and is interested in finding out more about how to lead a financial cam- campaign within their church, how's the best way to reach you? Well, the best way to reach me is either my cell phone. Okay. May I give you a number? Sure, please do. If you're, if you're not afraid to do that. Not at all. Okay. It's 314-691-7222. And that's the easiest way. But they're also welcome to uh, uh, email me, and it's jlhessel, H-E-S-S-E-L, at AOL.com. And either way that they reach out to me, I'll be happy to reply. I can uh, answer questions, provide information. Uh, I would also be happy to come and meet with a pastor or with a committee and just sit down and talk with them. There's no cost or obligation involved in in their invitation for me to come. The main thing is simply to make them aware that there is a very biblical, very spiritually focalized tool that can help them accomplish their vision. And uh, over the years, it's been such a blessing. Since, Since 1983, I've done over 250 capital campaigns. Oh, my goodness, and, uh, 250 capital campaigns. You know, it's just, uh, uh, I, it, as I go across the state of Missouri, I can't go more than 30 miles without passing through a town that I have done a capital campaign for some church in that community. And that's been a joy and a blessing for me through the years. And uh, I welcome the opportunity to assist any church that uh, has a need to build, has a need to improve their facilities, or, again, is carrying a burden of debt that they'd like to be lifted from. Well, John, thank you for what you have been doing. Thank you for what you're doing now and what you're going to do to help churches advance the gospel. Thanks for joining me today. I appreciate the partnership. Thanks, Neil. God bless you.